Hello and welcome to the Hope and Coffee podcast, episode 20 of season 7, with me, Rob Linzel. And today we are going to start by looking at John chapter 8, verse 44. John chapter 8, verse 44, as taken from the NIV translation. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Bond. James Bond. 007. British secret agent. Licence to kill. Recently played by Daniel Craig, whose latest and last outing as the famous 007 is No Time to Die. See what I did there? Yes, Daniel Craig is hanging up his Wolfer PPK, handing in the keys to the Aston Martin and saying farewell to the gadgets. But not before taking us on one last rip-roaring adventure of secrets, lies and deceit. Indeed, Mr Bond literally lies and deceives for a living, weaving an intricate web of heartbreak and destruction. However, where am I going with this? Well... I'm glad you asked. Lies. Lies are literally everywhere. They're all around us. Big lies, small lies, white lies, lies by omission. Advertisers tell us we're more desirable if we wear this deodorant, if we wear these clothes, drive this car. We are told our success is measured in wealth, in personal possessions. Cosmetic companies encourage us to cover up our flaws. Well-being companies tell us we'll find happiness if we are the perfect weight and tone and tanned. TV shows and films still sell us beautiful or handsome. They sell us love is everywhere and we can live happily ever after in a perfect life. Lies everywhere. But where does this leave us? as followers of Christ, as an apprentice to Jesus himself. Let's pause here for just a moment to return to God's word, to look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, as taken from the NIV translation. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. In his letter to the Colossians, Paul writes that we should not lie to one another. He goes on to say that we have put off the old self and been renewed in the image of our creator. If we go back to our opening verse, Jesus once again has challenged the Pharisees in the temple and tells them that they are belonging to the devil, to the father of lies. Let's look at that a moment and go back to the first lie. If we return to Genesis, the devil appears to Eve as a serpent and described as more crafty than any other. But it's the way the lie is sold. Firstly, he asks Eve if God really said they must not eat of the fruit of the tree. He plants the seed of doubt, makes Eve question what she knows. 
Then, when she replied, she was told they would die if they were to eat of the tree in the middle of the garden. Satan pounces. Yet the clever and devious part is that he sells the lie with partial truth. You will not certainly die. This is the first part of the lie. The devil was quite right that eating of the tree would not cause physical death. And he goes on to say, God knows when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Again, there is a grain of truth here. It would indeed open their eyes to good and evil, but not so we are like God. Rather, we have been disobedient, thus causing spiritual death. That is how the devil works and why Jesus said, he is the father of lies. We are in a daily war for our very souls, a spiritual battle to remain faithful to Christ and not fall away. So let's pause here again, just for a moment, to return to scripture and look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, as taken from the NIV translation. But I want you to realise that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Once again, it is Paul's writings that say it best. He feared for the church in Corinth that just as the serpent had deceived Eve, their thoughts would be led astray from sincere and pure devotion to Christ. It is a warning to guard against the schemes and lies of the enemy. As it is worded in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, Above all else, guard your hearts, for everything you do flows from it. When we buy into the lies, when we take it to heart, it leads us from God. Just look at Adam and Eve. By falling for the lie, their eyes were open to sin, and in turn they hid from God, and were eventually banished from Eden. This is the war we are fighting, a war on lies to ensure we remain close to God. It is a war that few Christians are even aware of, given the subtle lies that are contained within truth. However, Jesus has no time for lies. In John chapter 8 verse 32, Jesus says that if we are truly his disciples, we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. The trouble is, we are sold one lie that does more damage than any other. We are all taught, at some time or other, that a little white lie does no harm. It's usually sold to us as protecting someone's feelings. Oh, they don't need to know. It's better if they don't know. In some cases, it is an omission of truth. The dictionary describes this as leaving something out. It's a little bit like the serpent did with Eve, manipulating the truth, except in this case there isn't a lie attached. You just fail to say anything. Yet are there times when an omission of truth is acceptable? That's a tough question. Let's pause a moment to return to God's word and look at James chapter 3 verse 14. James chapter 3 verse 14 as taken from the NIV translation but if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts 
do not boast about it or deny the truth. In his letter, James speaks of bitter jealousy and selfish ambition flowing from our hearts to be false witness to the truth. But how does this answer the question of a mission of truth? Well, bear in mind that this is my personal view. I believe that in certain circumstances, God recognises the need for an omission of truth, if it is in line with his commands. For example, if the whole truth means you start a war of words, rather than being a peacekeeper, then as long as the omission of truth isn't based in negativity and bitterness, or with selfish intentions, then it's not bad in and of itself. However, there is a very fine line between an omission of truth and deceit. You could well find yourself walking a very fine tightrope and questioning if in fact you are a hypocrite, just like the Pharisees. As the old saying goes, honesty is the best policy. Yet the truth isn't always easy. I'm sure many are familiar with the line Jack Nicholson says to Tom Cruise in the movie A Few Good Men. Tom Cruise says he wants the truth. And the response is, you can't handle the truth. And the sad fact is that there are those who can't handle the truth, mainly as they've told so many lies that it has now become their reality their truth. Which is where we come back to the problem of a mission of truth. If someone can't handle the truth, if the truth will only make them lash out, it is sometimes better to keep the peace. However, it is how we view it that can be the most important factor. Do we do it with humility or take the moral high ground? Now, Let's pause again to return to scripture and look at 1 John chapter 4 verse 16. 1 John chapter 4 verse 16 as taken from the NIV translation. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. God is love. Plain and simple. Love is at the heart of the message scripture brings us. Jesus himself tells us the greatest command is love. Love the Lord your God and to love your neighbour. So when it comes to an omission of truth, I believe if it comes from a place of love, that it is to obey God and be a peacekeeper, there are times it could be okay. That said, in the long term, it's no way to live and can chip away at your heart when all you want is to live for God in spirit and truth. I mean, if you aren't living in truth, you aren't living in the light. And if you aren't living in the light, you're living in the dark, or at least heading into the dark. It can be a very slippery slope, which is why any lie is condemned by God, why we are told to seek truth and to be truthful. Look at it this way. A person who lives to lie eventually loses track of all the lies and can even end up believing the lies and living them. Yet a person who speaks truth has no lie to remember. They can be confident 
that every time they speak truth, it shows them to be honest and trustworthy. But as I said at the start, the world bombards us with lies and it's easy to fall into the trap of everyone else's, so it's obviously okay. That is a mindset Jesus challenged, often going against convention, eating with sinners, challenging perspectives like the first shall be last and the last shall be first and even those he called to be his disciples and of course there's the first verse i memorized john 14 verse 6 jesus answered i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but by me there is so much more that needs to be said but for now let us pray Father God, just as I bring this episode of Hope and Coffee to a close, I want to thank you that the truth will set us free. And I pray for myself and for my brothers and sisters in Christ that as we continue to walk the path, as we continue our journey with you, that we would learn your truth. We would write it on our hearts so that we could recognise the lies of the enemy. Father God, may we not fall for those lies that are sugar-coated with part truth that seem pretty and tantalising because that's what the enemy does. The enemy sells us tantalising based in part truths. But Lord, we know that you are truth, that your word is truth. And I pray that we would hold on to that and that we would bring everything before you as we walk on our path and journey with you. In Jesus' name, Amen.